disclosure movement is filled with, you know, uh, retired CIA people and military brass. And I mean, what I say is, you know, when, when a spy st starts to get on, on in years, they, they put them on semi-retirement on UFO duty, you know, go there. But let, let me start with the with what the government has been up to with its deception activities around um, UFOs since the end of World War II. This is, it was a very sophisticated, I think, social engineering technique where you create cognitive dissonance. One of its elements is, is to say, as is being said nowadays, well, we weren't created by God. We were created by the UFO aliens through genetic engineering. We're, we're basically lab rats. Carbon-60, or C-60, first gained notoriety back in 2012 from a study that increased the lifespan of rats by a whopping 90%. Since that breakthrough study, scientists have conducted thousands of studies showing C60 not only has a very real potential extending lifespan, but it also has been shown to be better than any other substance ever studied to reduce inflammation, eliminate free radicals, provide powerful antioxidants, and more. After the famous rat study, scientists at Live Longer Labs realized a human, not industrial, formula needed to be made. That's when they set out to be the first lab in the world to focus on what is best for human consumption of C60. This led Live Longer Labs to pioneer a high quality, 99.9% .9 pure C60 refined without solvents in oils that work best for humans, and that is black seed oil. Look it up yourself. Black seed oil has been known as the universal healer for millennia, and more modern studies confirmed its benefits as a potent antioxidant and for anti-inflammation. Simply, it's not like other oils it's better. To try this amazing product, go to sarahwestall.com under shop. Remember, members of Ebeneer save 10% and all listeners can save 5% using the coupon found at sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Charles Upton coming to the program, and this is a very interesting conversation that we have. He wrote the book, The Alien Disclosure Deception, The Metaphysics of Social Engineering, and we get into all sorts of deep discussions on that, but then he also created the Covenants Initiative, and it's based on the book, The Covenants of the Prophet Muhammad with the Christians of the World, and Basically, what people don't realize is that Muhammad wrote these documents and worked with, well, he explains the whole thing, but it basically Muhammad worked with Christian communities. They supported each other, and he wrote this down, and that Muslims' job is to support Christians and vice versa. In fact, in November 2018, the covenants of the prophet Muhammad with the Christians of the world was cited at length by the Supreme court of Pakistan and their decision to acquit the Christian woman, Asia Bibi, on charges of blasphemy. So it has made some differences in the world. And I was telling him that this should be front page news. Everybody should know that that's what it, it, it's about. But of course, that would end war in the Middle East. It would end the ISIS phenomena. It would end this persecutions of Christians if they understood what was really written. And so he does that, but he also, he's a poet and he's written many books on metaphysics and aliens and esoteric ideas. And this current one on the alien disclosure deception, it, you know, he analyzes how he believes the government is, has been using this as a sort of psyop. And 
I think it's a Luciferian type agenda where they don't want us to be religious at all. And I don't think it'll work. I talk about it. Why would that work? Even if we are lab rats of somebody, it doesn't mean there's no God. And so we talk about that. I have to give my ideas. When we get into these subjects, it ends up being a really good, deep conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. Some people don't like it when I talk, but I guess you're just at the wrong program because I like to get into deep discussion. And I believe that when I share my ideas, I get deeper ideas from my guests. So that's the purpose of that. And before we get into this wonderful discussion we have, I want to remind you that I'm all over on audio podcasts. I'm all over the place, but tell people that not to use Spotify. Spotify just deleted my podcast again. I was up there and I was growing pretty good. And then they deleted me. This was like a year ago when everybody deleted us. And then they just deleted me again. So Spotify just does not want people up there. I guess Spotify is even censoring Joe Rogan in pieces. So people don't really know they're taking down certain interviews or they're, they're slicing out parts of his interviews so that people don't realize that he's being censored, but he is. And I think they have a problem because they have Joe Rogan going and and covering certain things that they don't want him to cover. But then with people like me, they just delete me. They don't care. We shouldn't be supporting people like this. None of, no one should. I don't care what part of the aisle, whether you're Democrat or Republican, don't support. There's so many other good pro or platforms out there. You don't have to stick with Spotify. They act like they have the world. No, there are literally hundreds of other podcast channels out there platforms that you can use. There's so many good ones, so many software programs. Just don't use them. I don't know why people use them. There are options. You don't, you're not stuck with them. Same with YouTube. We're not stuck with YouTube. I don't know why people even use YouTube. Just go to these other platforms. Oh, I only use YouTube when I don't have an option and I have to watch something on YouTube. Other than that, if I get to choose, I never choose YouTube. We can't fix and solve these problems if we keep supporting the beast. So please don't support the beast. Just get away from that. Choose to take your time and your money elsewhere. That's where things change. You you speak with your money. You speak with your dollars. You speak with your time. So anyways, I want to remind you, go to my website, sarahwestall.com. Sign up for my newsletter. That's where you'll um, get all of my updates. Sign up for my other platforms there. It's on the bottom of every page. And while you're there, please support my affiliates. That's how I support my work. So let's get into this really fun conversation with Charles Upton. Hi, Charles. Welcome to the program. Uh, Great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Well, you have been highly recommended as somebody that I should talk to. I've been covering, um, you know, the extraterrestrial ET phenomena, you know, that the government is trying to do this disclosure. And I I am Mm -hmm. very hesitant of anything the government says, because I have been covering government lies and cover-ups for so long that I just don't trust anything they say. But that being said, I've also learned that so many in the independent media are uh, the mass media is completely lost cause. I think they're just, you can't trust them at all either because they're in bed with people you can't trust. But the independent yes. space is is a place where there's there's some really good journalists. However, that's infiltrated as well. And you have to be careful. And you have a different perspective on this. And, you know, I like to bring people on with different perspectives. But you too believe that the government's rollout of disclosure 
is based on lies and deceit. Can you first start on why you believe what the government is putting out there is, is bogus? Well, I mean, I, I believe it insofar as the government admits that there is a real phenomenon that they can't explain. And I will agree with that. I will go that far. But the whole myth created around UFOs, which has a lot of input from the military and from the intelligence community, I mean, the, the, the disclosure movement is filled with, you know, uh, retired CIA people and military brass. And I mean, what I say is, you know, when, when a spy st starts to get on, on in years, they, they put them on semi-retirement on UFO duty, you know, <laughs> because it... <laughs> They're just, they're just, it's just full of these people. And how can you have a, a disclosure movement that's full of the military and, and, and uh, people from the intelligence community uh, uh, without it being actually something that is influenced and or directed by the mil military and the intelligence community? I mean, all of these people, including um, um, Stephen Greer up to a point, I, I don't know his background, but I mean, they, they, they all, they all claim to be whistleblowers. They claim that, you know, we, uh, you know, we're insiders in the know. I was in the CIA, you know, I, I'm, I'm retired, you know, Air Force Colonel. And, and uh, you know, we know all about this and, 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 and but, but we don't like what the government's doing. We don't like, we don't like, uh, you know, the, the, the way they won't tell the truth and they won't disclose what they know. So we're coming out at great personal risk to ourselves and we're going over to the other side and we're, we're going to, you know, going over to the good guys now and, 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 and we're going to let you know, you know, what we know and together we can force the government to, uh, uh, to, to disclose what it knows about UFOs. And this has been going on for a long time. And how plausible is it that there's a long line of whistleblowers from the CIA and, and, and the military who, who have turned against their employers and are risking their lives and, and, and livelihoods to do this. I mean, it, it, it's, it, it should be a transparent picture of, of what is called a controlled opposition, you know? Well, uh, and I would agree with you. I think that it does make sense that people from the military would be the whistleblowers, but true whistleblowers, um, have because I know I'm censored like you wouldn't believe I yeah. watch true whistleblowers and how they're treated but yes. when whistleblowers are are allowed to say whatever they want without problems exactly. it, it, and their their views on YouTube are the highest of anybody else's I, I you know I have to scratch my head because I know how I'm treated exactly and the, the uh you know, the, the, the UFO mythology, the disclosure movement, you know, has what is known as the men in black, you know, where, where if, if you see a UFO, it, the men in black may come to your door and, and threaten you with terrible consequences. You let anybody know you ever saw this because we got to keep this under wraps, which seems to me a transparent, at least to me, ploy uh, of, of you know, impressing upon you the importance of what you saw terrorizing you, but also fascinating you and making you think that you've seen something that, that even the government is afraid that you might reveal and all it's, it's all a technique. Well, I mean, there, there are two, there are two levels of one is what UFOs are, which will go into the paranormal and I'm willing to go there, but let, let me start with the, with what the government has been up to with its deception activities around um, UFOs since the end of world war two. 
Oh, I should say, you know, I, I am selling a book, which is called The Alien Disclosure Deception, The Metaphysics of Social Engineering, which is now available from Amazon. So you're getting a little taste of that. Okay, excellent. In this interview. But so, so what I believe um, is that, that the UFO phenomenon, which definitely picked up after World War II, it's always been noted something like it in human history with different explanations for it. But um, it picked up a lot after World War II with the Foo Fighters that, that, that uh, were seen over Germany and, and the bombing runs by the uh, allies and it, it's et cetera, et cetera. And, and so the military and the intelligence communities found that they did not, they could not explain this and that they could not control it. But they figured, well, the next best thing is we're, we're going to use it. We're going to use it uh, to um, create a change in the consciousness, in the belief systems of, of the American people and the people of the Western world. And uh, because the phenomenon will keep coming. And so they built around it this system where they, there was a, a, double, uh, a double thrust. One was we officially deny that this is, exists. And we denied in a very stupid way, so everybody knows we're not telling the truth. <laughs> you know, it's all swamp gas, it's all weather balloons, don't nothing, nothing to see here, you know, this idea. And at the same time, leaking information about what UFOs supposedly are, um, you know, to, to, to various people and creating an underground movement of, of, of belief in UFOs. And this is it was a very sophisticated, I think, social engineering technique where you create cognitive dissonance. You know, you, 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 you send a double message. And when, when cognitive dissonance is created, when, when someone will say to you two, for example, just an individual will say two totally contradictory things without any indication that they're of the contradiction or any change in their demeanor, and just say, yes, no, and this is true, no, this is true, and just go on and on, and you become stunned. You say, well, what? Well, and let me use this as an example yeah. so people understand. It's like the, the COVID, people who go out and get the COVID vaccine, like, well, the jab, I don't think it's not a vaccine. And then the next breath, they say they don't trust big pharma. Yeah. That's the same, like, big pharma is the worst, but yet why aren't you getting your vaccine? You're not, you know, you're not doing what's right for the community. Yeah, so our, our society is filled with contradictions like that. And th this is what paralyzes people for, from taking any real action because if, if two contradictory things are true, then how can you do anything? You know, how can you choose a course of action? Or if two contradictory things are true, uh, it, it stuns your, your critical mind and you say, well, uh, 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 I guess whatever. And, and then once you're stunned, um, various suggestions can be projected, you know, ideas can be projected in your mind. You don't have any critical mind left to say, was well, that true? Or what? wait a minute, because you just say, oh, okay, this, I guess that's just the next thing because we're, we're trained to, to react to, to, to impressions, not to think. I mean, you know, that, what, what, is, what is advertising after all? You react to impressions. They don't tell you, this is what our product really is. This is what it does. This is its positive and negative aspects they just say you know they give you an image you know and and, and uh don't they try to i mean it's all based on tapping into uh customers emotions so they'll 
be triggered to purchase something because it'll yeah. make you look beautiful. It'll make you feel good. It'll whatever it is that, that will trigger them. Yeah. And with UFO, the UFO myth, what we have is, I mean, the story is being told. They will bring world peace, prosperity. They will heal all diseases because they have this power to, to manipulate your genetics and they, they will, uh, they will bring us paradise on earth. I mean, that's what's being told. At the same time, what's actually going on in people's experience with UFOs is, is generally horrible. I mean, the, the UFO abduction experience is, is, you know, is deeply traumatic to most people who undergo it. It changes their lives for the worse, but often it overwhelms them. So they say, well, this is the weirdest and heaviest thing that's ever happened to me, so it must be true. And if it's true, then, then, then I'll go with it. And I'll say it's, you know, I'll become a proponent of it because you can't fight it. You know, you can't, if you can't beat the, 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 the UFO abductors, then join them, you know. And so anyway, the, the and, and you can go back, actually, in my book, I'm, I'm I talk about not just Steven Spielberg, uh, who, who is a big factor, I believe, in crafting the, the UFO myth. And was apparently has apparently been working with the, the government elements of the government. Um, there's evidence of that, which I presented in my book. But uh, it goes back to uh, what was it, 1947 or eight something. Uh, everybody knows the movie um, "The Day the Earth Stood Still." That was a big one. But there was another one called "Red Planet Mars," which anybody should look at "Red Planet Mars," starring Peter Graves, and you will see an incredible, you know, UFO propaganda film, uh, which, which uh, one of its elements is, is to say, as is being said nowadays, well, we weren't created by God. We were created by the UFO aliens through genetic engineering. We're, we're basically lab rats of the UFO. Well, I, I think that that could be, this is my belief, even if, and I, I know where you are, so and I'd okay. like the people to hear where you are, but no matter what our spirit, our soul is who, this is what I believe. Our soul is who we are. And yes. God, God would create that. Our universe yes. creates that the love, you know, that, but that if something genetically created this meat sack that we're in, that's not God. Our spirit somehow got into here, but our spirit is God. And that's who we really are. Well, but, I, 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 I go ahead. Yeah, just because I don't care what anybody says, I, it doesn't shake my foundation of, I'm just throwing this out there because I view people with all different perspectives and no matter what someone tells me, it never shakes my, um, my foundation of what we are and how we relate to God. But that's, that's just so that, but I think humanity, I think you're right. Humanity would be shaken in general if they thought that we were created genetically modified by aliens, even if it was true. And I don't know what you, I know yeah. what you think. You don't think that's true, but even if it was true, um, humanity would maybe change their mind, but I sure the heck wouldn't. Well, good. And, and, you know, uh, I, I, I hope, you know, you, you retain that grounding in, in, in that, in that belief, because I believe, you know, whatever religious, you know, perspective we have and way we have of talking about that. I, I, I accept that as, as, as the truth, what you said. Um, 
but anyway, uh, we're seeing in the UFO uh, disclosure movement now a great hatred of religion. You know, the, the hatred of religion appeared in, in your interview with Dr. Stephen Greer, and it was very much in evidence in the Netflix series, um, Top Secret UFO Projects Declassified, which I did an analysis of, which is in, is in my book. And man, I mean, they're, they're saying religious, uh, I mean, UFO, um, the disclosure will will sweep away religion. Well, and I think the sad part is because I think scientists, the science of which is BS, because I think science is just the is the search for truth. Um, and so science can't be anti God. It just fundamentally can't be because it's the search for truth. But um, you know, because I'm a scientist, that's my background. I'm a computer scientist. I'm have engineering. I have whatever. Okay. But my, my point is, is that they have this idea that you, that, that God doesn't exist and that science it, it explains that, which is BS, but there is another faction who um, doesn't like the religion of God, but likes God and separates that, yeah. you know, like that, and yeah, that I, mean, I, I mean, think is, has pretty valid. Right. I mean, I mean, scientists get to the point of, of looking, looking at, you know, subatomic particles or whatever and say, well, actually, what it, what it is, is information. This is information. And the, then the question raises, where does information come from? Exactly. It's so fundamental to the universe. You, know? you, can't, you can't say that our soul and our spirit and the fact that there's energy that exists outside our body that connects us all these things that we're learning from science says that God doesn't exist. That's BS. And right. they can't make that conclusion. In fact, I think from my perspective, I think it's showing me that it exists even more. I do have, I do have some reservations of religion being used as a control mechanism, oh, like yes. anything it, else. It, it is used as a control mechanism, just as science yeah. is. Yes, but, but, you know, absolutely. And, and, and obviously re religion and science and and a lot of secular ideologies have all been used as excuses to do terrible things you know but yeah that that, that is the degeneration and the shadow side of of something which is fundamentally true in itself yes i agree and that's why i wanted to have you on because i knew we could have a deeper conversation about this when i read your background and your work now i gotta tell you i've interviewed all sorts of people with all these different perspectives i have interviewed people that say that there is no aliens there's only multi-dimensional species you know entities i've had people who think that there's both aliens and multi-dimensional and then i've had people say that there's aliens from multi-dimensional places so i mean i've i've seen it all and i guess i haven't written off anything yeah. at this point because i don't know but I do believe that something's out there based on everything that I've been hearing from others and their experience. What is it that you believe? Well, I, I believe that, I mean, I would not absolutely say that it's impossible that material plane astronaut, astronauts have come here from other planets. I just think it's not very likely given the vast distances. And of course, then you say, well, but they don't get here through regular space, they go into subspace, they go in, in, into non-material or subtle dimensions and they, or wormholes or whatever, and they get her that way. Well, fine. But it, 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 it's just that, that, that the phenomenology of UFOs as they appear, their various powers, 
their ability to appear and disappear, materialize, dematerialize, uh, affect your mind, talk to you with telepathy, um, you know, uh, walk through walls, these various things that, that, that are, are routinely and continually attributed to um, UFO aliens, what are called UFO aliens. Not to say they don't have material manifestations. They can appear on radar, they can leave physical traces. But generally, the phenomenology of this fits what the Muslims, I happen to be a Muslim, call the jinn, you know, who, who, are, who are subtle beings who, uh, who, who live in, in, in a world that is close to the material world and can impinge upon the material world, but is generally invisible to us. And that's what they're like. I mean, there is a, a Eastern Orthodox priest, Father Seraphim Rose, <clears throat> uh, who uh, I guess passed away in the, I think it was in the 70s, maybe wrong, but uh, he, he uh, wrote a book called Orthodoxy and the Religion of the Future, which I, you know, has some great parts, some parts I don't agree with, but he has a chapter on UFOs and he just, he goes down the manifestations of, of UFOs, which he largely gets from Jacques Vallée, who I think is, is the best ufologist we have. Uh, who, who sees more aspects of, of, of the question than anybody else and is less involved in the mythology of UFOs. And uh, he said, well, the, 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 the powers and manifestations of these beings are virtually identical to those recorded in the lives of the Orthodox saints from late antiquity uh, in relation to the demons that were being worked with by the pagan magicians of that time. And I think that's true. You wanna talk about pagan magicians? Okay. Um, well, and let me, before you okay. get into this, this pagan magician right. thing, I think uh, based on all my research that these pagan magicians are affecting this cult that we have that's oh, controlling, yes. that's leading. And the, they're doing all this, you know, I have Jesse Zaboda on um, who was being trained to be very high level. And she talks about that. I get, uh, the concern is they think it's actually it's, this their lord satan um and i think it could be this multi-dimensional creatures just completely messing with them i don't know but all i know is that they are controlled by these other dimensional entities and it's affecting all of us i i think true truer words were never spoken and i don't like to lead with that kind of thing because i like to lead with you know uh evidence for deceptive activities and statements coming from the government, which you can, you know, you, you can look at what has been presented <laughs> and use logic, use logic and say, look, that isn't logical. That, that's insane. That can't be true. But when you when, but, but I believe what you say, uh, okay, a couple, you, you must be familiar with Jack Parsons. Well, I'm familiar with, I don't know. I, I'm probably familiar with his work, but I'm not. No. Oh, Jack Parsons is, the very place where science and magic intersect. And, and you, you gotta study Jack Parsons. Jack Parsons, well, he, you know, he, 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 he's, he's no longer with us, but he, he um, okay, he was a, um, a student of Aleister Crowley, the black magician. Uh, he, uh, he and L. Ron Hubbard were, were fellow students. L. Ron Hubbard who founded the Church of Scientology. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they were together in, in a, a, a Crowleyite uh, lodge of the Thelema religion called the, the uh, Agape Lodge in LA. And uh, Jack Parsons um, was a rocket scientist. He was 
uh, a co-founder of the Aerojet Corporation and the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. He provided um, uh, plans, early plans for the Pentagon building. Mm. Uh, th there's a, a crater named after him on the dark side of the moon. Uh, and, uh, but at his rocket launchings, he would do pagan invocations. He came out and said uh, th th that his basic purpose in life was to destroy Christianity. And uh, yep. uh, he, he did a thing called uh, the, oh, Crowley did something called the Amalantro workings, which was uh, some magical operation he did in 1918. And, he, and he, in order to open a uh, portal to another dimension. And uh, the being that he brought through this portal, he called Lamb, and he drew a picture of it. And the picture of it is the first image we have of the alien gray. That image came from Aleister Crowley and the Amalantra workings. Now, his student, Jack Parsons, did something called the Babylon workings, B-A-B-A-L-O-N, in which he was claimed to be contacting an, a female uh, uh, entity called Babylon. Um, and I, on YouTube, there is a video of him doing the Amalantra workings. You know, somebody was filming him at the time, a sort of a, you know, a cynical, cynical, disbelieving filmmaker. But, but it says, you know, Jack Parsons says, hey, okay, I got this machine. He got a machine. And he said, this is kind of an electronic Ouija board, Ouija board. And uh, through this, I can talk to Babylon because beings in that world can interact with magnetic fields. So I've set up the magnetic field. So th that, that entity can communicate me in so, with me insofar as saying yes or no, or something like Morse code, you know, uh, uh, primitive communication, but can, we can, we can communicate. And uh, this goes right along with UFO, um, you know, phenomenology that uh, when the UFO goes over, the, um, the auto, automobile engine will die and things like this. So obviously they, they do affect elect, electromagnetic fields. They have some electromagnetic uh, uh, aspect to them. So, and he's, he's saying, and this is how I talk to Babylon, he says, and th this is how we invoke demons. And this is the guy that, that co-founded the Aerojet Corporation and the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. So. Well, and yeah. And that's what I'm finding is that so many, this whole cult, which controls the financial world, essentially, um, controls a lot of our institutions. And therein lies why um, religion is faulty a little bit because, or a lot, some of religions, um, because the Catholic Church is very much has this other side to them, which is this pagan religion that never left. Uh, you know, it, and they're devolved pagans. I wouldn't even say they're because I think some there's some good things about paganism. Yeah, I, I know. The, the the original pagans were what what they what they 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 had original revelations, which you know meant you know in earlier world ages were probably as valid and as spiritual as anything we got from Christianity or or Islam. You know uh, exactly. You know the Orf, the Orphic tradition you know, uh, things like that. That, that. This this is a very deep tradition. And balance. But it had been there for so long and it had de degenerated over such a long period of time that, yes. that, that, that it, it had fallen into polytheism and into magic, which is what happens to religious traditions when they degenerate and seems to be happening to our traditions today. 
but still they were better they were a lot better than when 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 you've already seen beyond the level of magic and and, and the jinn and 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 working with with subtle entities and, and realize that god is real and 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 you know basis civilization on that and then the civilization starts to degenerate and go back to the earlier forms they're much more negative than they were the first time around i agree yep yeah that's this is great that you you uh see that because you know yeah. i look at some of the pagan stuff i'm like well there was a balance between male and female and it was beautiful you know yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff you can't say that's negative but then you but what is sacrificing children and and worshiping lucifer have to do with any of this crap you know i mean or any of this the good stuff yeah i mean and of course, of course that there were evils like that in the ancient world like moloch to which children were sacrificed and and the aztecs were not particularly you know yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know. but it's devolved right there's an evolution of humanity yeah. that says okay if we're into what's evil and what's good and what's love it's not about hurting innocence, right. I mean, for God's sake. Yes. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, the, the, the other uh, picture of the connection between uh, the world of magic and the world of UFOs is uh, Peter Lavenda. Now, Peter Lavenda is some kind of magician. Um, he, he was interviewed by Sean Stone. And, 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 and uh, during his interview, Sean says, oh, I see you have the picture of lamb above your head because he had the picture of Crowley's, you know, spook that came through yep. in the Amalantra workings. You know, he, he, he's known in, in the New York area as being a magician of some kind or some school, whether he's in uh, Crowleyite or whether he's in the, the, the uh, Order of the Golden Dawn or whether he's eclectic, I don't know. But he wrote a wonderful book, a trilogy, which everybody should read, called Sinister Forces, a Grimoire of American Political Witchcraft. And it's, it's, it's just, it is so revealing in so many levels. He gave me so much of the information that, 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 that led me to the, to the understanding that, that the UFO phenomenon has been the basis of, of a social engineering agenda ever since World War II. It's, it, it's all in there in different places. I said, it opened my eyes. Um, he, in fact, he tells the story of, of uh, uh, General Douglas MacArthur talking to West Point uh, cadets in 1962, in which he says, we have to get ready because, because a future war will, will be between a united earth, you know, a globalist, this is a globalist myth, a united earth and the sinister forces of some other planetary galaxy, says Douglas MacArthur. And I checked it out and he really did make that speech. I think the, 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 the you know, the recording of it is available on, on the, on the web. So anyway, um, but now Lavenda is connected with the To The Stars Academy, founded by Tom DeLong, which is you know, one of the major forces in the uh, UFO disclosure movement. Now DeLong, uh, uh, Edward Snowden came forward and, um, and, and uh, you know, he found a bunch of these uh, emails uh, uh, of the Hillary Clinton campaign and John Podesta I think on the NSA website, and these are now available from WikiLeaks. And uh, some of those in some of those emails, Tom DeLong is talking with the Hillary Clinton campaign and John Podesta about, you know, about the UFO thing. You know, how do we bring UFOs into this? And really, Steven Spielberg should be at our meetings and this and this. 
And uh, 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 Peter Lavenda appears in those emails as someone who wrote the afterword to DeLong's book called Secret Machines. And so now Lavenda, uh, you know, my friend Eric Galati brought me in, into, into contact with Lavenda. I wouldn't have communicated with him directly myself, although I did in the past about this, but because um, he showed Lavenda my analysis of that Netflix documentary, Top Secret UFO Projects Declassified, and my, which I call it an expose. And Lavenda comes back and says, well, I don't believe, I don't believe any of that. I, I, I don't agree that there is no deep state. And, uh, uh, you know, and really th th there couldn't be a, a, a social engineering campaign that would last for 70 years because no one has the spiritual discipline to carry this on. We're just, we're just, you know, uh, uh, benighted individuals, you know, who, who are ignorant and don't know what we're doing. And we couldn't have done this. So, you know, so uh, he, he doesn't agree with the, the um, conclusions that I drew from his own works, because he's now part of uh, To the Stars Academy. Well, but don't you think there is some logic to what he's saying? However, because I always say, how do they, because the facts show that they, they have a plan that they've been working on it on for multiple generations. Yeah. And so my thing is, how the heck do they get multiple generations to to move in the same direction because that in, in normal human activity. Well, I mean, how, how does, how does, the, how does the mafia, how did the mafia do it? Well, let me just tell you that normal human activity from generation to generation, things change, but I think this is where that other element comes in. That's that multidimensional control element or their religious element, yes. the satanic, whatever religion, yeah, yeah. pagan, their devolved paganism comes in. Yeah, I, I, I think it couldn't be done without without an agenda that that, that is, is from beyond the human world. But certainly the hu human beings yep. can conform to that agenda one way or another with various changes over, over generations. It's the Fabian socialist method. You know, the Fabian socialists had the idea that um, if, if you want to transform society, don't have a big revolution like in Russia because you'll have a counter revolution. And as we see the regime established by the Russian Revolution did not last as long as was hoped, but they just said, just you know, be patient, work on people, change their attitudes, change their beliefs, change change their morality over over generation after generation. Finally, you'll get to a place where they don't even remember it being anything any any different. You know, mm -hmm, that this yeah, is the way it's always been, and and. And in other words, th th that was the great, they were the great patrons of, of social engineering as we understand it now. And, you know, th I mean, th there, there are groups like the Tavistock Institute and the Stanford Research Institute who, who have been working yep. on the science of social engineering. Oh, if you want to talk about the science of it, um, I, I wish I could get, get you the exact name of it, but it, it, it's, um, I, I wish I had it here. But um, Snowden also found um, the images for a PowerPoint presentation on mind control. This, this is like a, you know, you go to spy class and you learn mind control and the, oh, there I'd was this grid of 20 different techniques. Send that to me. Yeah. Oh, I could send that to you. You know, I'll, I'll find it. And, I'll send it. and, and it's, it's available on a number of websites. If only we had the text that went along with it, we don't. We just have the names of the different techniques. Some of them you understand. Create 
create cognitive dissonance, you know, or one is, is uh, you know, uh, attention drops at the perceived end, which means, you know, there's some shocking thing that's happened and, oh, what's going on? And then, you know, maybe there's some false flag operation and then people say, oh, well, I guess it's over now. Ah, that was weird. I guess it's over now. And, and the people who are, you know, uh, behind the manifestation know it's not over and they know at the point you go, oh, wow, that was weird. That's the point you're vulnerable. Well, because you give up the fight, right? Here's the deal. This is this is the story with our um, fighting for uh, freedom of speech. You know, we're in a lawsuit and it's going forward still, uh-huh. but, and I'm committed to it hundred percent, but there's others who are like, they're kind of over it. Like they don't want to fight anymore because we're past that point and we're onto another thing. It's like, no, 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 no. This is the most important thing yeah. that we can fight right now for our, and, but it's exactly the mindset that you are talking about is they know that at a certain point they get over it and move on to other things where you, can't, you have to be diligent and fight yeah, these things. Yeah. And, and all of this is gotten down to an exact science. Yeah. Uh, in, in CIA school, where, wherever it is, spy school, this is something that emanate, emanated from something in Britain. You know, it's, it's got British uh, spellings and, and uh, it's got some, you know, it's 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 some element of British 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 intelligence is the granddaddy of all the intelligence agencies of the West, and they still have a paternalistic relationship to the rest of them. I think you know, so it's an amazing thing. And what's interesting, in it, it, it it talks about the paradigm of stage magic. What we're doing is magic. You see. Misdirection of attention. You know, how did you do that thing? You know, and and uh, that's the paradigm they're running from. And some of the images that appear in this. Um, you know, uh, PowerPoint demonstration or images of UFOs, flying saucers. You know, exactly how that fits in, I don't know, but it's very suggestive, obviously. So what do you think so they want to do I'll with this PSYOP? Because, you know, uh, I've heard different things that they want to get us into a war. Or they want to, it, it just another control mechanism. I mean, what do you think? Well, I, like, what is the end game? I think the end game First, they want to get rid of religion and God for a Luciferian purpose. Yeah, yeah. And and essentially, the the UFO myth. One of the main things that it's there for is to justify transhumanism. Because if transhumanism is just a crazy thing invented by a few mad scientists on Earth, it doesn't have the credibility uh, that it would have if 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 uh, you're saying that, well, this comes from the cosmos, from the power of the cosmos. This, this is the higher thing that humanity was always destined for, you know, it's, it's, it's a myth to justify transhumanism and, you know, they're trying to change the paradigm of Western society from democracy and Christianity to Luciferian technocracy and transhumanism. And they've done quite well at this. Exactly how I see, I mean, I don't know if it's exactly right, but it's exactly how I see it And, and transhumanism they're going to sell it as a way to um, improve yourself. And there'll be elements <laughs> of truth to that, you know, like you can see better or you can, I mean, there's all these elements of truth, but it's really just to control us as if we're robots and ha- have no free will. Yeah, of course. That, that is what it is. Y- yes. <laughs> you came to the same conclusion from opposite and, and, and perspective. The, the UFO religion is the religion, the religion behind this, because the, the social engineers understand that, that, that any 
you know, in, in any any uh, civilization, I can't call it a civilization, but any regime that's going to have power on, on a collective level is going to have to have some religious dimension. That's always the way it's been. So this is this is the religious aspect of it. I hate to use the word religious in this context, but uh, it is. Oh, you have such a beautiful yeah. thing that you need to share, and that is the um, Muhammad. You're a Muslim, but you have found the Muhammad writings that just isn't. It should be talked about everywhere. But it's not. Yes, I agree. Well, I mean, you know, we 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 did pretty well, but it, we haven't yet got to, to Tucker Carlson. I, I don't know if we will. But yeah, basically, okay. In 2013, I made a connection with uh, Dr. John Andrew Morrow. Uh, my publisher uh, sent me his manuscript because he does once in a while. He will say, Charles, you know, th this is a book we're thinking of publishing. What do you think of it? I think it's worth publishing. And I saw that he discovered, he rediscovered. Not that they'd been totally forgotten, but they'd been largely forgotten or, or, or their relevance was no longer seen. The covenants, the treaties that the Prophet Muhammad made with the Christians of his time and with other groups, the Jews, Zoroastrians, and, and they are magnificent documents. They, 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 they like, like his, his covenants, his, his first covenant was made with the uh, monks of St. Catherine's Monastery, Orthodox Monastery in the Sinai, which is still there. And, and they have copies of it <laughs> still there in their archives. And uh, it, it basically said, no Muslim is to, is to rob or damage the buildings of or kill or, or in any way oppress Christians who, who have not taken up arms against Islam. In fact, Muslims are supposed to, to defend them with, with force of arms if necessary until the end of time. So Muslims are supposed to defend Christians to the end of time which we yeah. should be doing towards yeah. them as well and towards Jewish people and towards all other faiths. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and they also say, you know, and, and, and if you're Christian, don't prevent your Christian wife from going to church or from taking direction from her spiritual directors from her, from her elders. And, and, and if, if a, a, a Christian church falls into disrepair, it, it would be a pious act on the part of Muslims to help the Christians rebuild it. I mean, because what Muhammad wanted to do is create a federation of the peoples of the book, Christians, um, Jews, and, you know, Sabaeans, whoever they actually were. And, uh, and, and, and this is, is what he enshrined in the Constitution of Medina, which was his first political, you know, his, his, that was his political regime. You know, he, he had to flee from Mecca under persecution. So he went to Medina, Yathrib Oasis, and because they'd asked him in, they said, you know, we're all at each other's throats here. Come and give us a law and make peace between us. People used to, used to do that. They used to say, we need a king or, or we need a leader who will unite us because, because we're, we're factionalized, we're fighting, it's all feuds, we can't go on like this. You know, bring us a law. And so he came in and, and uh, brought the Constitu Constitution of Medina which was saying, you know, that there should be a federation of the peoples of the book, of, of all religions who have received true revelations from God. Yeah, and it doesn't mean there's one religion. It just means, come on, people, we have some basic commonalities of God and love. Yeah, and, and that's, the, I, wish, I wish I knew the Quran well enough to say, I mean, that, that, that there, there are passages in the Quran which say exactly that. You know, let us come to a common word between, between you and us, which is, you know, you know, the belief in God, the prophets, the angels of the last day, you know, in other words, 
you know, we may differ on, on many other things, but we're united on this. And that, that's, that was his, his, and of course, you know, history and, and human nature made it increasingly difficult for, for, for this to be, uh, you know, to become a reality. And, and yet these covenants became, for example, with the Ottoman Empire, they were the basis of the Ottoman Empire's uh, um, policy toward religious minorities. And, and you know, th th there have always been, you know, many Muslim rulers have broken these covenants, but many Muslim rulers have also held to them. And, and you know, when a Muslim ruler breaks the covenants, they were there for people to say, look, this is not what, what our prophet said. That, that this is, this is because, because Muhammad said, and anyone who violates these covenants has earned the curse of Allah and his prophet. And it was amazing that these covenants should come forward at the very time that ISIS was appearing. It was like providential, you know, and they became the basis of an international peace movement, you know, not very well, widespread, not entirely well known, but you know, I, I think we could say that, and, and, and you know, the movement was called the Covenants Initiative, which still exists, and, and and there is a little foundation called the Covenants of Profit Foundation, of which I am the titular uh, uh, executive director. I'll be titular until we get some funding. <laughs> but uh, and, and you know, basically, this is me and this and, and Doctor, and this is all Doctor Morrow's work. I mean, he just he, he the most amazing scholar. This guy. He's a Métis, which is um, like that means half-breed in French. He, he's uh, um, a Native American and European descent from Quebec. He's a mutt. I guess I'm not really a mutt, but my kids are mutts. Are, are what? Mutts. You know, like not a purebred dog. You know, like a, I, I like mutts. I think oh, they're mutts. Yeah, mutts. Well, yeah, well, everybody's... But... but but that you know these there's basically oh, Metis okay. communities and, and they have, they have a particular you know so, so uh, a standpoint and uh, and and they they sort of have a, some legal standing in Canadian law I don't understand but uh, so he converted to Islam as a, a, as a teenager it was raised as a Catholic as I was actually and uh, so I mean he's he's just I've never seen you know he. In, in what was it, 2016 or uh, something? Yeah, I believe it was. He, he traveled the world. He went to, he was speaking on the covenants with, with some support from the, the Canadian government. He spoke uh, at Oxford and Cambridge and before the House of Lords and to the European Union um, deputies in, in uh, The Hague. And, and he just, you know, and, and, and he, he went to, he went to Iraq and he went to. Um, yeah, so he. So why? Why is this not front page news? You know, I suppose <laughs> because it's not their agenda, right? I know. Well, be, what, you you know news, right? You know you know that news. You know you know why why news is reported as it is, right? This should be front page news to bring the world's people together. Of course it should. No question about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it, it is amazing, you know, and, and, and we came we came out, we're, we're the major probably ideological opponents to ISIS because we're not coming from, we're coming from the prophet himself, not from, you know, well, you know, the, the, the UN Declaration of Human Rights says this and, and, and you know, and, and ISIS can say to hell with the UN, whereas uh, it's a little harder for them to say to hell with the prophet Muhammad, although in effect they do. 
Well, their uh, actions so it, say it, that, right? And behind yes, ISIS, right. I'm going to say it again. Behind ISIS is this satanic, devolved pagan cult that is affecting everybody else as well. There's a lot of money behind ISIS. There is. I have a piece of information about this, that uh, in, let's see, what year, it, it must have been, it was, it was still, I think it was the last year of the Obama administration. And uh, a Muslim leader we know who doesn't want his name to be used uh, was invited in a uh, delegation of other Muslim leaders to the Obama White House. And, you know, who, who are saying, you're doing wonderful work. We will, you know, uh, you know, we like to commend you in this and this. And the National Security Advisor lady, and I forget her name too, uh, talked to them. And she said to the delegation of Muslim leaders in the Obama White House, ISIS is now losing territory in Iraq and Syria. Therefore, ISIS fighters will be coming home to the United States. Home to the United States. Home to the United States. And what we want from you, Muslim leaders, is oh, take their names and turn them in. No. We want your help in oh reintegrating these people into American society. And we have grants available for who, this purpose. Who was behind and, that? And the, the, the person, this is the Obama White House. And you have documents? Do you have demo, do you have documents showing that that we don't what what we do because they, they said okay please don't talk to the media about this and you know and and the, the, nobody recorded the meeting but what we did is uh, after this we said is there any record now that we know this is going on or is is there any trace of this that we can find on the web and actually we did find traces of this program on the web. Uh, and so Dr. Morrow has, has an article which he published called Welcome Home ISIS. Please send that. Which I can send. That to. would be really interesting to have that. Oh, I will definitely send that. But it all ties back to that Luciferian devolved pagan agenda, though. But keep Indeed, going. Indeed, it does. And, and so anyway, the, the, the Muslim leader in question was there. And when he heard that, he says, does this woman, the National Security Advisor, know that ISIS has a hit list of US Muslim leaders, and that some of those leaders are in this room right now. Do you get any response from that? That's pretty important. Well, uh, oh, he didn't say it out loud. I was he didn't say, say that out loud. You know? That's <laughs> a great question. No, I mean, I wish he had, but you know, it's, uh, and, and, and but, but you know, he, he did say that, that the security advisor woman, I forget her name, we can look it up, was, was weeping actually as she was making this speech because she knew she was screwing everybody and she knew mm. she had to do it. Well, that's interesting. So, that That's an interesting thing right in, in and of yeah. itself. I think, um, wow, well, she yeah. could have been blackmailed, forced. There's all sorts of things. Well, she was, she was in, she was, she had, she had made her bed yep. and she had to lie yep. in it and she knew yep, it. That's know? exactly right. Well, where can people get your book? Because what a fantastic, interesting subject that you have spent your life. Well, it, it, it is, it is on Amazon. That's all I can say. There it sits. And say the name of it again. Uh, the Alien Disclosure Deception, the, the uh, Metaphysics of Social Engineering. And do you have a website that people can go to? Uh I, well, there's a little bit on my website. Uh, there's 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 one one chapter which I shouldn't have given away, but I did is available on my website, which is charles-upton.com. 
And does it have a link to the Amazon site where they can purchase the book as well? No, it isn't. It isn't done yet. You know. <laughs> well, you can get uh, it done. You know, I, I am sure. I am shorthanded because there's only me. But uh, but you know, look look it up on Amazon under that title and my name. It's right there. So. Okay, that sounds good. I'll make a link directly to that and to your website. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Charles. This was such an interesting conversation. I'm going to have to have you back in the future. Well, that be, and I will definitely send you those those articles for sure. I'd appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was great to be here, and um, let's do this again. <laughs>